Welcome back to The Real Point Podcast. I'm Freya. I'm Connor. And our first episode was to do with folk horror. And this episode, what are we talking about? Uh, I'm really excited to do this one. I've been looking forward to doing this one for a long time. Um, we're talking about just one director today. And that's um, Lee Wano. Who, um, should we say the names of movies we're talking about? Um, I think that we could. Because yeah. I think there's only a small amount of films that yeah. like, he's done. So. Yeah. So today we're talking about, in part one, we'll be talking about Upgrade, and in part two we're going to be talking about the, his recent film, um, The Invisible Man. I'm very excited to do this. I've been looking forward to doing this one for a long time. <clears throat> it's one of the films that you always, especially Upgrade, is one of those films yeah. you always recommend to people. Absolutely. Upgrade's a fantastic film, and I'm yeah. incredibly excited to start on it. But we should probably do a little bit of background stuff first, mm-hmm. just to sort of set the scene a little bit. So, Do you want to do it, since sure, you know it not? the best? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've been living under a rock, um, you won't know these people, but otherwise, if you're into the scene at all, then you'll know the name Blumhouse Pictures, Blumhouse Productions, um, or the production company behind it. Um, they are everywhere there's not a single place mm-hmm. you go where there's not a Blumhouse movie coming out these days um, there are a lot of the famous scary films yes what? and um, I think a lot of people tend to have a bit of a love-hate relationship with them I think they're great you know they do release a lot of garbage but yes. you know yes. um, a big thing about Blumhouse um, their main business model you could say is that they always um, spend the least amount of money to make the most amount of money yes. the actual budgets for the movies they make are always um quite small by um, the sort of average blockbuster mm-hmm. um, wide release kind of film scenario that's why they chuck out so many absolutely um, but you know and they also have um, a very strong eye for um, franchise potential which is mm-hmm. why again the majority of horror movies that come out in the cinema are these guys movies um, obviously we wouldn't have um, The Conjuring Insidious Sinister The Purge the Purge oh god yeah The Purge Paranormal, Paranormal, Paranormal Activity, activity. Yeah. but you know and I think what Blumhouse is good at is that you know, they are spending a lot less money on it, but they are bringing up a lot of really young and interesting talent yeah. as well. The little movies in between are really good, like um, Sweetheart. From, yes. Um, yes. Only last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gift, which was... Um, oh, yeah, I love The yeah, Gift. The yeah, the directorial debut of um, Joel Edgerton, who wrote yeah. it as well. Um, lots of good movies. Um, yeah, they are. They do sort of give people the... Especially if they're willing to work on a low budget. Yes. yes. They do give a lot of directors. Um, like, they sort of gave M. Night Shyamalan his comeback with um, of course. The Visit slash the visit, Split. Yep. Don't know about Glass yet, but... Yeah. Um, I know that The Visit didn't do as well no, as... Split's great. Split. Split's great. Yeah. Um, a weird thing. Um, they also produced Whiplash, of all things. Yes, yes, yeah. they did actually Crazy. read that, yeah. Uh, very odd choice, but... Yeah, so love them or hate them, um, they definitely have a relatively fun business model. It definitely yields fruit every now and again. And that brings us on to Lee Wannell, who wrote um, for Saw for a long time. He wrote with, yes. with um, James Wan as well. Yep. Um, I don't know if this is his debut. I don't know. I'm not 100. I can't tell you of this. I will fact check that later. We'll check that. Um, but this was a relatively small release. I don't think it's seen any screens over here. No. Um, no. I don't remember we seeing it anywhere. We didn't see any of it advertised. No. Um, it's a fun story. I say it's a fun story, but um, Freya, you were um, down south at the time mm-hmm. and I was um, in the house by myself and I said, oh, watch this movie. I've heard some fun things about it. And uh, it's great. Like, I, I didn't know, I didn't watch any trailer. I didn't read any synopsis. So that, um, going in as well, spoilers, yeah. heavy spoilers, but it is worth not looking anything up about it. Just take her word for it. Just go and watch it and come back and then you'll get used to it. Cause yeah. It is a ride. Um, and then when you came back, we watched it again mm-hmm. and we've watched it multiple times since then. I think for me, this was the sixth time. Yeah. And for you, this was the third. 
third. Yeah. yeah. It is a really enjoyable film yeah. uh, to watch, 100%. So, little background about it. We were talking about the low budgets of the film. Yeah. So, it was a £5 million budget for upgrades, or roundabout £5 million. Yeah. Um, but ended up, it grossed worldwide £16.5 So, you can sort of see how Blumhouse work yeah. with, even if they make more than what they sort of put into the film then it's a kind of win-win situation obviously it's better to make some money Um, and also the second film that we'll be talking about in part two made a massive amount um, compared to on still a smaller budget as well yeah so apart from that we can say that it is an action action sci-fi thriller yes it's a bit of everything yeah it's also classed as a body horror film yeah I know I've seen that um, description get thrown around and I kind of agree with it in the last part of the movie, more or less. Um, but for the most part, it does seem like a straightforward sci-fi action movie. Yes, yeah. Um, there are elements of body horror throughout, like yeah. little bits and bobs. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a bit of, more of an action. Yeah, absolutely. Action sci-fi. Um, yeah. In interviews and stuff, Lee Vonnell has said that he was um, mostly inspired by stuff like Robocop mm-hmm. and sort of like 80s movies of that style yeah. as well. And uh, that's quite clear. Yeah, and we were talking about yesterday when we did rewatch it about Blade Runner. Yeah. It has a bit of a, especially because it is set in the future. yeah. So it has that bit of futuristic feel as well. So the film itself is set in the year 2046, mm-hmm. um, which you managed to catch if there's little elements in the yeah, film. Yeah, I didn't even know that until you actually found out. Yeah, so it's to do with the... the um, so, spoiler alert, I know we were... I know, I just <laughs> yeah. said that over... But um, so the death of his wife, which does happen at the start anyway, yeah. um, on her birth certificate it says the year she was born, and you can yeah. work out from that. So when the, the film was actually set... So, how does it start? So it starts um, absolutely beautifully. Um, I absolutely love the intro mm. to this film. Um, it starts with a great um, production card scene um, mm-hmm. with the nice robotic voice that tells you the name of all the companies and stuff and then tells you the name of the film as it sort of settles down and it's kind of like sound waves, looks really nice. Um, but we start brilliantly um, straight into the main character's um, garage. His name's uh, Grey Trace and it's just this one long panning shot of his garage and you get to see everything in it and you just immediately know like who the character is and what mm-hmm. he's doing like he's working on a car um he's got like you know, old music playing camera what yep. was the song it is howling wolf <coughs> smokestack lightning yep um so all old cars old music old vinyl yeah um which for a futuristic film yeah. gives you straight away yeah. the knowledge that he's more of a yeah old he's fashioned yeah, exactly um, yeah. if you say character <clears throat> a bit of a technophobe as we'll find out as well yes, yes um but it's great it's just such a great scene and it's just completely wordless it's just the music and just like all the bits in the environment that just tell you like who he is and sort of what to expect mm-hmm. um there's a great scene but well, a great scene there's a great moment where um he's settling the engine block into this car that he's working on and he cuts his thumb i'm not going to say anything more from there until later on but he cuts his thumb that's an important detail mm-hmm. um and, and he, then turns yeah. on the car and you just you immediately get to know who he is and he's yeah. a really likable guy straight away. and then straight from there obviously you're introduced to his girlfriend yeah um, who arrives in her car which is one of the yeah. modern a self-driving car yeah self-driving car it looks car. like a tank um, and ov- she obviously talks to the car for you to do anything to turn it on and he always makes jokes about the fact that she talks to her, her car yeah um, yet again showing you kind of how much of a technophobia is yeah and so yeah, and then from there on it gets sort of straight into it. So you you find out that one of the cars that Grey is fixing is for a gentleman called Aaron Keane, who is the owner of a computer company called Vessel. 
Um, the introduction to his house is great. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty weird actually. <laughs> um, yeah. You see how sort of futuristic the place is. Um, so it's through sort of like two cut. two leaning stones. Two leaning stones. Yeah, just like on this mountain side. And it looks like there's sunset. absolutely nothing there, but as you go down under the stones it takes you to this sort of underground yeah. house um, with lots of living plants and uh, Aaron is standing next to a cloud that he's created yeah, in his house. Yeah, that's actually, I've, I've got an exact <laughs> note for that because um, it's quite funny when it's just like, what are you doing there? And he actually says, I'm, I'm, do, I'm touching my cloud or something yeah. and it's like, what a weird thing to say. Um, it sort of comes back up later on in a weird way but it's, yeah. uh, it's very evil genius-y. Yeah, um, It's like red flags almost immediately. It's like, oh god, yeah. you work for you, this guy. You can tell how much of like a computer tech Yeah. Um, he is even for being young which yeah. he is quite young in it um so and because oh we never mentioned so his wife works for another tech company yeah called cobol called cobol um so she is very interested by the fact that she gets to meet aaron yeah because he's um, like a steve jobs type yes like, he's, he's like, like the a genius one. or something um and she says that obviously she would love to work to the level of him and our yeah. company will, are trying and he just <laughs> says no they're not <laughs> yeah um no they're not no. just very bluntly yeah yeah but um more than that he sort of does move on and says no this is the reason why i yeah. will show you and then oh yeah almost immediately like i don't even know what minute of the movie this is mm -hmm. but it must only be like 10 to 15 minutes into the movie and we've kind of already met the main plot which is yes. immediately stem we get stem. to meet stem immediately and stem is only just a tiny little microchip microchip yeah um and what can it do? It can do everything. Yeah, so it can it's do everything. sort of to help. I think it is based on humans, so to do everything better. Yeah. So it can help people have more endurance. Yeah. Help them do things that they couldn't do themselves yeah. with the human body. It takes over sort of the brain, the yeah. brain part of to help with different elements. Yeah, but I think they mostly talk about it not so much in like a human capacity when you sort of no. first meet it. It's more kind of like they talk about it like it's his computer. Mm -hmm. And then there's this whole bit um, where he kind of immediately, well, Grey immediately kind of armors up to Aaron when he starts talking about it. And he's like, um, think about all the unemployment. I see a computer ship and I see like, you know, a hundred jobs on the job mm -hmm. line going because of it kind of thing. Which is obviously an argument with yeah. anyway. With and it just reinforces just how anti he all is to yes, this anyway to um which really helps further on yeah um but it's a good little bit of back and forth um it's quite brief and we just get a nice good intro to like stem and it gets to set up yep. the rest of the movie and then they sort of leave from there once they've done the sale and they have to so the reason his wife comes with them is so that they can drive back so they need the two yeah, cars so, self -driving yeah, car. so they go in the self-driving car which um won't let him steer the wheel which yeah. straight away is like oh, okay um they just sort of have to sit and enjoy it and the car keeps telling them to put their seatbelts on yeah but obviously they ignore that being doing what they want and all mm. but um so straight away you see that there is a sort of malfunction or takeover yeah. for the car that takes them down a completely different route that they're not supposed to they wouldn't have noticed but it is gray's old neighborhood yeah so he knows exactly that this is not in the direction that they would be going um, and you notice straight away how sort of dodgy a, a neighbourhood it is. It's yeah. a bit more, it's less tech. Yeah. And, and to be honest, we'll actually spend the rest of the movie kind of in that area as yes, well. Yeah, it's a bit more of a run-down area, yeah. um, less privileged area. I think just sort of going forward from this as well, especially because we're in the car, um, 
obviously this film is set in the future mm-hmm. um 2046 yeah and um it doesn't ever really give the impression that it's that far ahead but it's nice there's not yeah, an awful lot yeah of... it doesn't make you feel like some of these films yeah. where it's over the top yeah it's like this could possibly yeah, yeah, yeah. This could like it's like not this. too far it's only like 20 odd years in the future yeah. so like you know it, when they're driving you actually get to see a lot of landscape shots of this the, the sort of futuristic skyscrapers but it's just minimal enough to kind of seem not it almost kind of feels like district nine mm-hmm. whereas kind of like the the weird sci-fi elements are just kind of normal they're just there yeah. like but it's not too heavy yes. um, and i really appreciate that as well yeah so it is obviously the the neighborhoods are very different yeah and you, you learn that straight from the start um straight away the car speeds up and will not stop they can't yeah. do anything to stop the car so grace straight away jumps over his wife to put in her seatbelt, and the car crashes yeah um and it crashes around uh, an area of homeless tents yeah. um and you see straight away people coming out to see what is what yeah. has happened um straight away you're sort of like oh god like yeah. what, what is going are they alive because yeah. you, you don't really see much straight away and then straight away a car pulls up and a group of men all yeah. in black clothes look very awful awful yeah um <laughs> but this is also not a good scene i'm not oh, no. yeah, this is not it's, a... it's a hard watch the first half an hour of this film yeah. but yeah so these men pull straight up drag them out of the car yeah um and straight away sort of grab the wife and grace tries to fight them yeah uh straight away that and then one of them shoots him in the back of the neck oh well they shoot the wife first oh they shoot the wife first right they so shoot they the shoot the wife first. And then when he tries to fight them, yeah, he they get they shoot him in the back of the neck, yeah. And then you get this horrible shot of yeah. them both lying on the ground very close together, but Gray physically can't move, yeah. So he sort of has to just watch his wife die, yeah, and he sad. can't even hold her hand. Yeah, it's really awful. Um, so it's a very awful, awful scene. And like it just lingers as well, like especially like kind of on the wife's face and then on his face, like it's just the reactions are really intense. Um, yes. It really does get you. It's really horrible. It's um oh, and just before, so going slightly further back, before the wife is shot, the sort of the gentlemen that do this mm. make it seem like a class, a class yeah, killing. Um, it, there's a bit back and forth between the, the wife and this guy, basically saying that he thinks that she looks massively down on these sort yeah. of people. Um, she doesn't say anything back. Um, and you don't get any thought that they would. Yeah. But um guess he seems to see that that's the reasoning why this is yeah this and we also get happening. a bit of fore- foreshadowing as well where um these um thugs or whatever clearly um not just everyday regular thugs as well we get a good bit of foreshadowing very early on when they're pulling them out of the car um of weird marks that are on their arm mm-hmm. um and you also don't get to see although she's shot we don't know how she was shot yeah um it's you just kind of see like a, almost like his body's cut off from below the yeah. chest so you can only see the muzzle flash but you can't see what he's shooting mm-hmm. her with and it's nice set up for this more cool sci-fi stuff to yeah. come up later so, um, and, and then straight away it goes to the hospital but yeah. in both these films as well they sort of don't take any time to yeah. waffle on stuff so it was jumped straight ahead to three months later yeah um, that the bit that leads into even him just waking up and well having the hospital bed around um, after the shooting happens. Um, this is just a throwback term in some our episode, but um, a camera does that thing again 
where oh, it goes. Top, yeah. But 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 at least it went it barreled round like twice. Yes. Um, in like a full three sixty circle. So when it sort of came back up straight into the hospital, it was a nice transition yeah. as opposed to just like everything's upside down now. Yeah. It didn't feel like everything was upside down. It actually kind of was spinning yes. out of control from that yeah. point. Um, a symbol of things to come. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we cut to was it three months later? Three months later. Yeah. Um, Gray's in a wheelchair and he returns home. Um, with a nurse and his mother to show him around his new cyber house that will do everything for him and take care of him. I mean, their house was already sort yeah. of had a lot of technology in it yeah. to help, but they've had to obviously install other things to help with his, which you find out he's paralysed yeah. completely from, from the, the neck, neck down. down. Um, so different elements that to help him, and he seems completely sort of switched off. He yeah. isn't interested at all. Um, to hear any of this information. Um, you see that his mum has a massive part in the, the care of Grey as well. Yeah. So doing things which, especially for a younger person, would make you feel useful. Um, his mum has to wash him yeah. and do everyday sort of elements of care. I think um, like the, the shooting scene is bad, but I think it's this little segment of the movie that really stings the most. Is yeah. kind of like everything from when he gets home to like we'll point out when. Yeah. But um, it, it's brutal. It's really difficult to put up, like to sit through. It's um. Yeah. And what I will say is um one the mother is really nice. Like she doesn't have many scenes in the movie, but yeah. she comes across as a genuine person, which is great. Um, even just the fact that you know he says you don't have to stay here, mom. Like everything does everything for me. You don't have to take care of me. And she's like no it's okay like you know and then just sort of goes ahead and does it um but and also i just want to say like not oscar worthy by any means but logan marshall green at this segment of the movie is absolutely fantastic like he gets a little bit hammy towards the end but i think that's fine um but overall he is really good in this movie and he shines in this particular bit as well with the lot i mean he's dealing with the loss of his girlfriend yeah and the loss of all of his everything control of his whole body so it's a lot at once and I think he really does yeah. showcase it so well yeah. um, and the motion, the motions in yeah. it are really sort of heart-wrenching they are. for this whole there's the bit when, the um, when she's like wiping him down and like he has like a seizure um, when he's getting like bathed down and stuff I don't know if it's that or it's just to do with because he can't fluctuate yeah. his yeah and, um, and then like he gets his beard cut and his hair cut and stuff and they just sort of completely just breaks down and starts crying and you're like oh yeah. god no it's, it's terrible it's really yeah. um but like great performances all around like you know i think a large part of this why this upgrade works so well is that it's a hammy 20 um you know future sci-fi yeah. action movie but it has a heart to it like it puts you in a position where you're like if i was him what would that like yeah. you know um more so than a lot of movies i've seen yeah, recently 100 so he <laughs> to so he's given a wheelchair that basically automatically yeah. will go in the direction has to charge as well yeah he's a little mm-hmm. charging port as well so then you get the first police station scene so him and his mother both go down to the police station um to find the person that's on the case for yeah. the, the killing of the wife and straight away gray is just like have you found out who it is yeah he's very he, he wants to know straight away what is going and he finds out that they haven't managed to get yeah. anything really because these criminals um they well they don't know who it is yeah they're off the grid they're um, off, yes they make a point of um the police officer says that um because they do something to make you know they don't have any signals Cameras, or any way yeah. of tracking them through drones or whatever 
Um, and Grey sort of moves on to like criticise the drones immediately, sort of being like, well, why do we have them if people can just not yes, be on them yes. kind of thing? Um, and just again, like if you didn't get it already, it has reminded you for the final time that Grey's a technophobe and this is yeah. like, he's just not for it. No, 100%. Um, so then once he sort of realises this, it takes you back to the sort of home environment. Yeah. Um, oh God. Which is another, yeah, <laughs> another it's hard not... scene. So he, one of the machines in his house is able to give him his pain medication. Um, and so he's taking it and he tries to override the machine by saying that it hasn't administered it properly and to administer more. And I think it's three times it gives I him it. I can't remember. Um, it's, it's either three or four, and the machine says that it cannot administer it anymore yeah. um, because it would kill him, and it automatically calls an ambulance for Grey, and yet again he wakes up yeah. back again in hospital. So I, th- I think it's, it's a hard moment because it shows you how little control he has to even... I mean, he couldn't even by choice end his own life. Yeah. Um, he has absolutely no control over yeah. anything anymore. Um, we once again return to the hospital after this, yeah. and I just sort of want to say is like this is the sort of last scene before we kind of get like a sort of new plot thread to go on to, and um, this must only be like thirty minutes into the movie. Like, yes, it's, it's a very short, it's, it does things really well. Yeah, and it's very economical with yes. its sort of like it sets up just enough like actual good human character like very quickly in such enough time that it can actually get to bigger things quite fast. Uh, it doesn't ever feel sort of bloated without it's lingering too long. It's a very well-paced movie. It's very yes, enjoyable. Yes. Um, so we return to the hospital and um, Aaron comes in being awkward as anything with like a mask yes. on. You, you, <laughs> you do actually, even from that I meant to mention in the first scene when you do meet Aaron, you mm. realise how socially awkward he is. Oh, yeah. Um, he's someone that takes a lot of his pride into his work yeah. but isn't a very social person. Yeah. He would rather be doing his work yeah. and dealing with other people so you you sort of get the sense that he doesn't want to be in this yeah. place So, but he comes to visit Grey anyway and straight away Grey he, he offers his help to Grey but Grey yeah. straight away says that he doesn't want to help himself yeah. he just wants to end yeah. everything um, the line is um, I'm not looking to restart my life I'm looking for the off switch yeah. um, which is heavy foreshadowing for um things to definitely yes, come yes, later on and it is a good line and it's it delivered is, yeah. very well 100%. um he offers um gray the opportunity to actually have stem in him to you know gain the use of his limbs again and um, but the operation would have to be done in secret and that was a, yeah. a very big point very to big it. point so although gray doesn't want it to happen yeah aaron straight away says well what would your wife want yeah and i think that was the, the turning stinger. point where um, Grey is like, okay, yeah. Um, he'll at least try it. So straight away, doesn't take any yeah, time just to sort straight of to the straight to Aaron's house again, where there's a home surgery. <laughs> yeah, again, private. Yeah. So it it can't be. Um, it is in secret, and they mention it's a biomechanical fusion. Yeah. Of stem to his. It's like somewhere stem? on his spine. Yeah, it's on his spine, like the stem of his spine. Um, obviously going to his brain cells and yet again straight away wakes up yeah. um, back in the wheelchair and one of the women that have done the surgery say it might take a while so don't Yeah, It's don't going be to be silly. a piecemeal process. Yeah, so it's going to be a Just slow a... process. Um, they don't mention it straight away but this is the first I think this is the first yeah. the first implant of stem to a yeah. person. So they or say, anything similar yes, to it technologically. Yes. Um, so obviously they don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. 
But straight away they say it's going to be a long process and... It works anyway. At that moment, <laughs> uh, Grey is able to move his arm. Yeah. And you see sort of Aaron's face like up being like it's worked. Yeah. Uh, Even Grey as well. Yeah, great. and like, Grey. Really sells oh, it. You do. But Aaron sort of keeps pushing him and he's yeah. like, right, try to walk. Get on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> and straight away Grey gets up and you see him sort of happy for the first yeah. time in, in a while. Like sort of realising, oh my God, I have use of my body again yeah. and as you say you're straight on the treadmill to s- test how things are going yeah. and he's given a confidenti- confidentiality agreement yes. for this he can't tell anyone he can't mention anything to do with it Yeah. Um, it doesn't say what will happen if not but he has to sign everything Aaron says that it's to do with testing so then you sort of learn at this point that is in the first areas of yeah. testing STEM. So he says that his work would be pushed back if yeah. the government were to find he it. He can't wait for them to pass the laws to allow testing on it, so he has to just test it now. He has to just now. test it himself. Um, and then that's, well, I actually really like the whole sort of surgery bit. Um, mostly like the initial surgery yeah. stuff, because like it has really nice music and it's just a light yeah. hum. Yes. Um, and you get all strange. the sort of, the, the technology, uh, my mouth is not working. The, technology involved in the surgery so the surgeons have i don't know if it's an implant or something yeah but their eyes but they're, they have the sort of glowing rims of like their pupils and so stuff they can their see irises. sort of more in depth how to do the surgery um they they make a point i'm sure it's iron that says it that stem isn't taking over you yeah stem works with you so it yeah. does whatever you want it to do it helps your body to do it yeah so you get oh yeah he says you're the one doing it all you're not a robot yes so I think that's a big part for Grey is Grey as we say is technophobe he doesn't want the thought of like technology taking over so at least to him it feels natural yes it it does feel well it just feels like him moving to it so and we cut to home yes so he gets back home this is a great moment (laughs) Um, this is something that's going to come up in both these episodes but it's good that I guess we have to mention it now but obviously the camera technique that they use um, in these sort of weird segments and upgrade. Um, it, I believe it was apparently like a gyroscope in a phone that was like located on their back and mm-hmm. the dolly just tracked the movement yeah. of the phone as he walked. The, the filmography of the, the movements throughout the film yeah. is incredible. Yeah, it's so like, good. So it's a nice well little done. touch um, and it works for the most part, but again, we're not going to talk about it just yet, but it's worth pointing out now because it's yeah. the first time that it comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it tracks them through the house and it just sort of sways with him and you get to see that like the movements are rigid like you get to see that although he's been told that he's not a robot he it certainly walks of, like it one it kind of is like yeah but that's all it would kind of know to do if you yeah. know what I mean so it sort of it's within the realm of believability yeah um when he gets home he's a uh, rubbish home computer um um says that someone came around to the house and it was a police officer to hand in the files yes. for the, the police um, case but he also tells the computer to shut up um, to which it asks, did you mean shut down? And he's like, yeah, shut down. <laughs> uh, it's a great little back and forth for a moment. Um, and he gets to looking at the files and the police reports and stuff more or less immediately. And again, because this movie's um, very tightly paced, we're going to get straight to it. He looks into the police files, he watches the attack video from mm-hmm. one of the drone surveillance footages. Um, he goes to pour himself a drink and then we finally actually properly meet Stem for the first yes. time. Um guess what he's actually a character he's not um he's not just a computer that doesn't do anything that gives him superpowers he actually is a character he starts speaking he works sort of as a voice throughout the film yeah um, and you find out that it's a voice inside um gray's head it's not an 
out of body yeah. voice. Yeah, so he it's, says it's, he um he sends signals to his eardrum. Yes. Yeah. So it is it's only Grey that hears him, but Stem can only hear Grey back if Grey talks out loud. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he can't read, he makes it very clear that he can't read his thoughts. Yeah. And there's a well, I think we should go up the sort of bit by bit because yeah. um when he when Sam first starts talking, he says, "Can I point something out?" Um, because obviously he's noticed something in the footage that Gray has him. Because mm-hmm. again, Sam's a computer, so they have a bit of a back and forth, like with Gray being like, "Am I insane?" Like, and he's like, "No, you're not insane." Like, you know, and um again, like. Stem has only just been introduced, but immediately he endears himself quite well to the character mm-hmm. and to Grey as well. Like you immediately kinda of get on Stem's side because like their chemistry is quite good when they're yes. speaking at the start. Um you get a good um bit of repartee and stuff and it and it's good. Like overall that scene's got some really good comedy, some good performance as well. I can't imagine Logan Marshall Green standing in a room essentially just sort of talking, talking to, to himself. himself. Yeah. Like I'm sure someone sort of read the lines outright as well, but like, you know, he it's it's very natural mm-hmm. and it works really well. Yeah. Um but yeah, so Stem has picked up a clue in the footage and he sort of shows it to Grey, um, revealing that the weapon that was used to kill his wife was actually a gun embedded in the killer's arm slash yes, hand. Yes, um, He says that there was no gun in yeah. the scene, but he can see from the video that... It's a muzzle flash. And you can yes, see inside yeah. the arm. So you straight away realise that there is more to these criminals than yeah. originally thought. Yeah. They have these... Im- implant would you say it's an implant what for the guns yeah yeah but they all seem to have a bit of a whole host as we'll find yes. out a whole there, host of more things to going it, on. but um they obviously have more technical technology on their sides yeah. than first thought yeah so yes and then we find out one of them is was it, or is or was a, it was a soldier he um, was, as we yeah, find military. one of these military tattoos um yeah. inside the footage um and then also following up with a great little mini bit where um obviously stem has picked up the image of the tattoo mm-hmm. um but they need a clear picture of it so he says can i take over and then draws the entire thing like a printer like yes, a laser jet yes, printer yes, like a, yeah. um with his own hand and he says oh now you've got full control mm-hmm. again after the picture is finished and again like stem wastes absolutely no time like making himself useful to the plot yes. so there's no there by the time that you're introduced to stem you have absolutely no doubt of his like integrity as being a good guy to like help the cause kind yes. of thing and his ability yeah absolutely what he can do to um, help so, I mean, straight away, Grey is like, oh God, I better cl- call the police and yeah, yeah. Let, let them know. And straight away, t- Stem sort of takes over and says, look, what what exactly are you going to say yeah, to this officer? You have no evidence. <clears throat> um, everything that I've pointed out, you can't tell them I told you because it reveals that, that I'm around. So Grey is sort of stuck in this element where he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And he decides to, to take go there matters anyway. in his own hands. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to, obviously, the... So Stem finds out the exact address through the military tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is through the military yeah. tattoo um, of one of the killers and goes straight to that address um, to see what to do. Yeah. He arrives in his wheelchair, um, but also this immediately parks it outside. Yes. Once He waits for the guy to leave his house. and mm-hmm. He sort of stands from sits around for a little bit beforehand mm-hmm. um, waits for him to leave and then goes over um, there's a great I've, I've made loads of little notes with this I've even marked them and everything um, but there's loads of good things in Upgrade that I like again with STEM what they do is STEM, STEM can do loads as we've already known like mm-hmm. he can do things that Grey can but Grey can do things that STEM can and that's a good relationship that builds back and forth in the entire yes, movie there's yes. tons of little examples of that 
where it kind of that's why they work together yeah and it really does like you get quite invested in that like again kind of like something like venom where it's like he gets venom and it's a personality but it's a personality and gives him everything else Mm -hmm. the other guy doesn't matter but with these two it's like they actually need each other to do things like you know and we'll find and that really strengthens the bond between them which makes the whole thing just so great so we get into the house and straight away it's great has great has to lock pick the door because Yes, yeah. yes, because STEM can't lockpick a door because yeah. it's a manual door. And yeah. there's a lot of elements to do with the difference between manual items and yeah. items that have got technology yeah. in them. So it's a manual door, so therefore STEM can do nothing to break the lock. So Gray says that's fine. Yeah. So he picks the lock. They go in and straight away STEM sort of helps them around the house. Yeah, with... he suggests that he takes his shoes off to be yes, quieter. Yes, be quieter. Um, and we're just sort of going in the house. There's a table in the middle of the floor, and STEM obviously says that it is. Yeah. Um, it's like a, it's an eye table. Yes, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So it shows messages and stuff, and so Gray flicks through to see the messages and realizes that there's, well, no, I think it's STEM that points out that throughout the messages there's a. They were reference to a bar called Bones or a place called Bones. Bones. Yeah, there's something he says that there's something reference called Old Bones, and Gray says that he knows what it is. It's a bar from his old neighbourhood, because Stem can't find it anywhere. Yeah, it's not. It's not on Google Maps. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, and then so this is getting very close to the the first main sort of change in pace to the film. So the best scene (laughs) in. The movie i like this was this was the moment where upgrade won me over when i watched it the first yeah, time and it was and the had, same with me when, yeah. like, when you showed me it it was, yeah. it was such a oh my god scene. yeah when i like I, because again like if you've not if you've watched it and you didn't watch anything beforehand i didn't look at a trailer or anything mm-hmm. this stuff is like completely like if you don't know it's great like it just completely comes out of nowhere yeah. but we'll get into it so so yes yeah, so, so um gray is still obviously looking around and you hear the front door yeah. the, the, the person coming back into the house Grey automatically starts to panic, um, doesn't really know what to do, sort of freezes up, and you have Stem telling him when is the exact moment that he's supposed there's, to sort of do something. Uh, but there's a great, like, when he's sort of starting to hide and he's like, hide behind the shelf, and then he waits, and the guy comes in and he goes, now. <laughs> now <laughs> like you know, and it's just that Gray's not doing anything because yeah. like you're kind of in his you're like yeah, what would you do like, he, sort of he didn't do just, anything yeah, and stems me just like in killer mode immediately going like now now is your time <laughs> like, this, this is the moment so but you can see in the background that there's a mirror and the guy has now noticed yeah. Gray so he's left it too late to sort yeah. of do anything the, the point where he goes to go for the yeah. guy um, it, it gets into a Kerfuffle? Yeah, and <laughs> so Grey gets kind of fucked up, like yeah. almost immediately straight from the get go. Yes, um, I mean, I, I mean, we know straight away that this guy is capable. Of, oh yeah, yeah, like doing terrible things. So we are nervous, and Grey does try his best, yeah. but he can't can't really do much, especially when he's in so much shock. Yeah, like, and then um, the thug has him pinned, and um, starts strangling him, um, and then we get into it, like well, the heart starts racing, you get excited. Um, he asks Stem for help in between choked breaths, like, Stem, help. He goes, I, I need your permission in order to take over. And he says, permission granted, which is just that great, mm-hmm. great delivery. And then we just hear that great little sound effect that just sounds like a techno light bulb turning on. And then Grey, uh, sorry, Stem has immediately taken over Grey's body. 
um, and just he just lifts himself off the floor yes. like Dracula. Like not even like like, like yeah, it is yeah. like Dracula. It's sort of yeah. like an accomplice. But he like almost in a kind of almost cartoony kind of way where he almost kind of like bangs his fists on the ground and that's the thing that propels that him completely up. <laughs> upright. Um, and the, the, then you're just made aware instantly that Stem is a badass. Yeah. Like well, he's a he's a supercomputer, so he just yeah. thinks like well beyond that. Uh, so it's and, straight away like he can do everything better yeah. than like Grey can. Yeah. So every movement that this the bad guy has, Stem can realise what it is yeah. straight away and can block off and fight back to yeah. any of those movements. And it's just a really like it's not a long take, but I would say that the entire fight is probably made up of like one and a half long takes mm -hmm. like it's done in the wide frame so you can actually see everything that's going on for a change it's not too choppy and it's really clear and obviously the ca the camera's doing that thing where it's tracking the body movements as well yes. so it gives so it a it nice sense with of the, yeah it, moves yeah, with the body it gives movements. it a lot of like fun back and forth yeah. and it's not like too nauseating it's like no. really just nice to sit through and it's yeah and there's great like you know kind of like oh, jackie chan stuff like kind of almost like comedy in the action as well yeah. where like um because obviously great the only part of the body that Gray can control is his, his head, head. so like he can you only just it. look ahead in horror but there's a moment where the thug swings for him and um, Stem moves his head out of the way to yeah. the left and it's like little bits like that that just the little touches that really just bring it but to a whole well, level like you you see the shock on Gray's yeah. face when he's like no <laughs> he's terrified, oh my god yeah. like please like just like calm down a bit yeah. and then you see how sort of he's like oh my god yeah. this is what he repeatedly what smashes like three plates over his head and he's just like screaming like no no like you know or when he <laughs> knocks him away and he's like please just don't get up please just stay <laughs> yeah, down yeah please like, do like know. i can't control yeah. this and again it's like it's, it's an exciting scene but it's also genuinely very funny like it gives it a lot of levity and yes. stuff as well and like the back and forth is still there yes. like you know when, when the thug picks up a knife and um, Grey's like, oh no, he's got a knife. And then Stem's like, no. And just like does some sick reversal, takes knife from him, stabs him in the shoulder and says, we have a knife. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's just, it's got so much character and so mm -hmm. much bounce in it. It's just a really, really fun scene. Um, it's, yeah, it's so well done. And the, the stunts in oh, yeah, yeah. this film are incredible. Um, I can't even think what to... It is sort of, as you said, like Jackie Chan, it is like martial arts, yeah. like proper. I think the only thing that it reminds me of for the stunts and martial arts in it is what was the film with the guys from the raid that we watched? Oh, and um, The Night Comes For Us. The Night Comes For Us. Yeah. Like, like, it's some very... of the action scenes for that because they're so thought out. Yeah, and it's um, so brawly. Like, you yeah. know, it doesn't feel like, I mean, I'm sort of saying it's like a martial art. It sort of isn't. No. Isn't, isn't. But I think it's just like um, because every move is thought out. Yeah. Um, because it's shown that Stem can see obviously yeah. what's going to happen, it does feel like that, like well thought out um, movements. So yeah, the stunts are incredible in this film, and also just before we get to <laughs> when uh, this killer is now killed, um, he does recognize Gray. Yeah. And he says, um, "Like, what are you doing? And like, why are you being bothered to come here? Like, yeah, all of that." Um, as you said, Stem takes a knife off him and you get this sort of jump from the funniness to sort of how serious oh, yeah, Stem yeah. is. So he tries to, I think it's, obviously he's trying to help Grey. Yeah. The the guy goes for him again and he gets the knife and snaps the guy's jaw yeah, like with the knife. Yeah, like clean through. Yes, um, like a, it's yeah. also, I think, like, you know, the music in the action scene is fine. It's not great music, but it sets the tone well enough. Mm -hmm. And then 
it sort of just gets more and more intense until that point when just like the struggle starts and then the knife thing happens and then when he says stop him and he like pulls the blade and kills him and it's just this explosion where like it's just a drum sound it's the music stops completely and mm-hmm. you just hear the crunch of like and I mean it's also a full practical effect like yes. all the sort of effects like that in Upgrade are all practical mm-hmm. including a great one later we'll get to yeah they um, are really really good but it feels nice it feels like an 80s at this point it feels most like the 80s movies that he's trying to ape yes. more than any other part of the movie yeah. and it's really really good and just the sort of the sound effects and just the look of it is great oh, and it really just good. crescendos that scene nicely yeah. and then this is obviously because Great is still getting used to them the, the shock of this yeah. and you you see that straight away so Grey sort of takes back over from Stem straight away runs to the sink to throw up because yeah. he is so shocked so you can by... see that like Grey has a moral compass yes, at this point like you know he didn't really want this to happen he just wanted to sort of defend mm-hmm. himself yeah um and something stri- happens, yeah. you know. And straight away, Stem sort of advises straight away that he can't sort of take the time to do this. Yeah. And he should really clean up his sick because it's going to have his evidence yeah. in the house. And also, he needs to clean all of his fingerprints off. And Grace straight away is like, I can't remember where I've yeah. touched and everything I've touched. And Stem's like, well, I can. I've got a photographic <laughs> record of everything you have touched. It's really, like, again, it's it's funny. And, like, even um just, a, like, a second before that, probably, like, my favourite, like, line in the entire movie... um when obviously Gray's like still kind of in shock and he's just thrown up and stuff and um, he just like needs a second to think and he's like Stem just shut up just give me a second and then it's just that brief pause and then you just hear Stem go a second has passed <laughs> like, <laughs> a second you know, passed yeah it's just like it's so it's just so much fun yeah. um, but it's it sets everything up so nicely like we know that at this point obviously like Gray is actually he does have a moral centre he is all around kind of a good guy didn't mean for this to happen yes. Um and then he just has this great tool at his disposal, like, you know, that he yes. sort of notices that at the same time. But, um, so then we're back to the house, and Aaron straight away phones. Well, does... Oh, no, because then apparently, almost immediately after that or something, um, we see that the detective suddenly finds the corpse, like, almost immediately. Yes, yeah. yes, so they find the corpse Well, obviously Grey is back at his house. Yeah. And um, gets a phone call straight away from Aaron to be like, do you think I'm stupid? Yeah. Like, I can track you. Basically, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're taking my technology and you're risking everything that I've got yeah. to go out of your own way and find it. Basically, if you do this again, like, I can track you and I will shut it down and you'll be left without STEM. Yeah. And how you were and you'll before. you'll be quadriplegic again. Exactly. So it's a sort of a shock, like, oh God, what is he going to do? And obviously the, the police... Well, the police officer finds the footage of Grey at the scene of the crime. Yeah. After, obviously, they found Because they found the... his motor oil on the guy's yes. porch or something. and they've seen from one of the drones... They've seen he was him, in the area. That he yeah. was in the area. So, straight away, they're like, what? But at the same time, you're sort of thinking, well, they surely can't think it was Grey because... He's like, in a wheelchair, he can't do, yeah. He can't do anything. Like, well, they don't know he can do anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you've basically got Grey sort of debating what to do now because Aaron can shut him down at any point yeah, from remotely. where he is and then Grey makes the decision that no he wants to he wants to carry this on yeah. he wants to go out his way so Old Bones which was mentioned um, in the text messages they go to that and then as you'd said Stem can't find where it is yeah. he has no idea because there's no presence there's online there's no JPF, GPS coordinates and, um, for it so he has to like and Grey says no that's the sort of place it is it yeah. doesn't want to be known um, so you already know it's probably a dodgy bar. Yeah. Um, so they go to this bar and you can tell straight away house. It's sort of like, it's kind of like one of those comedy scenes in a film where someone walks into like a, 
a criminal bar. Yeah. And they're like in Shrek or something. Yeah. And all these bad guys are sitting like and um Grey's just going up. Especially because he rolls up in his wheelchair, yeah. Yeah. Um again like funny movie and they do like have a good bit of sort of levity with this whole sort of scenario as well and where he sort of comes in orders a drink and then like gets one of the other gruff looking patrons to hold his drink for him so he can drink it and it's just like you know a little bit of flares of personality yeah um obvious and as well like gray has sort of got a lot more confidence to him because he knows the situation that he's in he knows that he's hiding how much he can actually do so he feels confident himself and straight away after he's had his drink he makes a speech to yeah, he, the like, people he makes a massive speech to everybody to say that he's looking for this person look you need to tell me who this person is right now yeah um and everyone sort of just laughs like what what exactly are you gonna yeah. do it's a great um during the whole laughter as well as when the person in particular that he's looking for obviously is there so as everybody's laughing every, as everybody's laughter is just kind of fading his laughter just cuts in really hard out of nowhere and he also does the slow clap <laughs> uh, and just sort of like oh, oh yeah that's funny um, and he's like oh you're the guy that I'm looking for um, hey, what is he? if I if I hit you um, you'd go into the past yes. um, is what he says to Grey so um, yeah straight in and then Grey sort of keeps making smart remarks to yeah. the point that this guy's like I think you should come to the bathroom with yeah. me and you notice straight away that there's gun there's bullets all over yeah, the bathroom I, I, can't, I can't tell if it's i think it you might be right but I'm i always sure i always i can never remember if it's like bullet shells or if it's um glass no i'm sure it's bullet shells okay so you you get this element of this might be the room that everyone has their fights in because yeah. there's so many bullet shells in the, like the the room and gray is still trying to just find out he's trying to find this person called fisk who is... Oh, he re- he gets the name Fisk from him. Yeah. Um, at the end. We do apologize for our cats <laughs> in any of these podcasts. They are very loud and noisy. Um. Yes. So okay. It's at the end of this. So then you have our second fight scene. Another great one. This is a good one. Um, um, this is another good fight scene. So they basically they take Gray out of his wheelchair. Yeah, and toss him on the toss ground. Toss him on the ground. Um, a whole good again sort of strengthening that good relationship between Stem and Grey is when they lift him off the chair to throw him to the ground you see obviously it's covered in bullet shells and stuff and um, you just hear Stem very quickly say like you know numbing the nerve centres at the front yes. of your body yes. um, so that he just doesn't feel any pain when it happens yes. and it's that kind of like give and take relationship that works really yeah. well you also get straight away this guy being like where does where can you feel it yeah where does the feeling this? start so he takes this little weird Knife. It looks like a throwing knife. It's like or a throw, something. Yeah. yeah. And sort of stabs different parts of Grey till he finds out in his neck that that's where it stops and starts. And that's the sweet spot. Yeah, he says the sweet, sweet spot. spot. Yeah. Oh, so, and then this is again where Stem takes over. Yeah. He um, does a whole long um, drawn out thing where he really needs to get the guy's name to confirm that it is actually the guy that he's looking yes. for so that he can kill him or you know, beat him up or whatever. And then when he finally says, yeah, that's my name, or whatever, mm-hmm. then, you know, you just sort of see, like, the smile on Grey's face when he goes, Stem, you can take over now. And then that sort of, like, lets the sort of scene go yes. into it. And it's the same thing. He does, like, a Dracula stand-up thing again. Yeah. Um, just another really good fight scene um, with multiple people in it this time. But again, it's, like, you know, these fight scenes, they're good, and but they're also incredibly short, which yes. makes them better. They better, feel punchier. Yes. Um, there's a great bit when um, the bad guy picks up Grey 
and starts running across the room with him and he hits his head off the mm-hmm. lamps because again Grey is just not moving his head yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just like again it's the little touches um, another great little fight and it ends in another absolute classic line in the movie um, was it but you thought I was an invalid but you didn't know no, that I was, was a, a fucking ninja. ninja and then punches <laughs> him in the face and they're like, are you, like this is what I mean like um, Marshall Green's performance is so good when it counts yeah and then in the moments where it sort of doesn't like he just lets himself ham up a little and mm-hmm. i think it's great like yeah. you know um but he does have a good sense of actual dramatic purpose when he needs it yeah but when he just wants to sort of have a bit of fun with it you can really see it and it's great um yeah so this is where they're still trying to get the name of who took out this mission yeah um and gray cannot get this criminal to talk and he doesn't have the stomach to do anything yeah. to sort of force him to talk. And this is where Stem says, I can do, do it. it. Yeah. Um, I'll you do don't, it. You don't even have to, you don't even have to look. So yeah. you see Grey obviously say yes. And Grey sort of turns away. And all you can hear is it's like the, the, slicing. the slicing of skin until this point Grey is like, stop. Yeah. Stop. Like, you need to stop. Like, you're going to kill him. And when he looks back, it's pretty horrific yeah, it's not, and it's stem not nice. says he will tell you anything now yeah again gray has a moral center we yes. know him to be the good guy of the movie. like he doesn't fall to the dark side and such yes. um so but they've got they managed to get the name and for fisk yeah and stem tells him that aaron has started aaron, shutting him down aaron's started shutting him down he knows where they are and he needs to straight away find a hacker and Grey's like, I have no idea where to even yeah. start. And Stem's like, no, I've already, oh, already looked, looked on the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> this is the address. Go here. Start writing down... Um, what is that that he's writing on his arm? It's like code. Oh, code. Start writing this code. So as, as he's trying to get to this place, he's writing codes. And then Stem... a pen that was on the body of one of the guys that he killed. Yes. Because the guy just carried a pen around. Yes. Um... Wish I just had a pen in my pocket, like... <laughs> And uh, Stem tells him that he can't take the wheelchair because it's far too slow. You have to leave <laughs> yeah. it. So he just leaves it in this alley um, and another criminal sort of takes his wheelchair. Yeah, he says, um, will he watch it for me? And then he just sort of runs away um, doing the robot run, which we're going to see multiple times yes. in this movie as well. But uh, <laughs> when he gets up and runs away, um, the old um, decrepit fella in the alley is like, liar and then gets up out of his wheelchair to, to steal Gray's wheelchair yes. Yes. Um, which is again like you know <laughs> it's a funny little I know. It, it has its moments um, so as he's writing down codes trying to get to this building you sort of realise the intensity of oh god things yeah, things are gonna start. When he gets down. to the building, um, is when he's like his leg goes first, it's and it's just kind of like like, like even just the sound effects of like that sort of like shutting electronic down. shutting yeah. down sound is brutal, and just like sort of seeing him like slowly each limb just trying kind of go. to get, and it obviously climbing the stairs up to yeah. This. Don't take the elevator, take the stairs, and then oh, and then he's crawling to like the door by the yeah, end. Yeah, to find out. Um, during all that as well, like when he's sort of limping and crawling and stuff as well, the robot camera again is kind of on. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is actually kind of an interesting sort of thing where it's like it's an empowerment as much as it is like you know powerless if yes, you know what I mean yes. like you know you've seen the robot camera when he was being an absolute badass and now it's like he's kind of at his lowest point yes. like his body's like shutting Shut back down, down again yeah. um, and it's, it's pretty grim um, but he eventually does make it to the hacker's door yes. um, who <laughs> once again brings the theme of you know old versus new back in again um, where he hands her paper money 
and yeah. they accept it and say, oh, wow, how old school, pay for money. Yes. But just before that, they have on one of the doors oh, yes, the of buzzers, course. there is a buzzer with the name J. Wan. Yeah, for on James it. Wan. Yep. And Director of Aquaman. And there's also a bit of artwork, like graffiti on the wall. Yeah. That is from Saul. Yeah, it's Jigsaw's face. Jigsaw's isn't it? face. The doll's face. Yeah, the yeah. doll's face. Um, nice little references. Just little there. references to obviously where where they started out. Yeah. Just which I think is quite nice. So yeah, I, know, I like it too. The paper money, and you obviously have this hacker that is way ahead of the curve. And oh god, it's yeah, just yeah. So shocked by it, um, and Gray is like, no, 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 like you need to hurry up, like yeah. just get it done. This is the codes, like blah blah blah, and you come into this room which is filled with people in VR. VR hooked up to. They look, I think it it's looks fluid. like giant. Well, it, I think they're all just big cables, but because like they have like giant like server racks along the wall and stuff as well. well it says so. that they don't eat or sleep. Oh, so well, probably. I think probably so, no, you probably are right. Actually, I'm but not, um, people obviously in VR, and you get to know as well that Gray is, and he says, "Why would you want to spend your spend time, your time in an, imaginary an imaginary world?" And the hacker says, "Well, a fake world's uh, a fake less world, painful less than painful the real world." world. Um, nice foreshadowing again. Yes. Ari yeah. Aster, take notes. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Um, so and you've so straight away you've got this hacker trying to hack into the system to reboot STEM. Yeah, it's a root kit or something. Yes. Apparently. So it's done very fast, and Grace just left, and he's like, "Well, you're just gonna leave me?" And there, he's like, "Well, it needs to shut down to re, reboot." Yes, reboot. Um, and they make the point that when the hackers leave and he says we can't let yeah, them win, win but we don't know exactly what is meant by yeah. that until later on at the same time it goes back into the hall and you realise you don't know exactly who it is yet but it's Fisk oh well we um, we actually have skipped ahead a little bit because we have met Fisk this scene does a little cutting back and forth between the bar where Fisk almost oh, turns yes, off immediately yes, goes back to the bar. so yes, we do so get does. a little bit of time with Fisk we won't spend too long on him but he is essentially the big bad guy he looks yes. like Mark Rebelly. Um yes. he looks really funny I mean he also looks like an asshole he's wearing like you know just like the tightest work chinos and like just a polo shirt mm-hmm. and he just looks like a knob like you know you know yeah. what I mean when you see him you'll know it um, but yeah he like finds out where Grey's location is and he also kills the bartender from the bar um, that they fought in earlier because he was wondering why um, they let a man in a wheelchair um, kill one of their friends. Yes. Um, and the bartender's like, oh, you know what, fucking whatever. Um, the sort of weird class speech comes up again quite briefly. Yes, but um, it, it feels less about class in the sense of money yeah. as it does to do with... Sh- yeah, human advancement. Human advancements. Yeah, evolution um, and all And then that. you sort of realise that it's not about classes and money, but as in like the evolution of technology. Mm-hmm. Um so yes, yeah, so you've got Fisk is now heading to find Granny's location. You've got Aaron's people coming to find. Yeah, Gray they've also just arrived at the same time to come and obviously take STEM away. I mean, it's been shut down, but they still want yeah. their their technology back. So you've got Fisk slightly ahead. He realizes that Aaron's people are here and has technical advancements to see through the walls yeah. of the elevator. Kills Aaron's people straight away. So you've just got Fisk and this one other other guy thug. with him thug come to get him and you've got grey trying to Run away. reboot and get back um i think his sister managed to reboot before they come in the door just, just like just they... in the nick of time um as he's kind of like completely not passed out he is very much awake he's just waiting for stem to sort of wake back up again mm-hmm. and we kind of get um again foreshadowing done well we get dead wife vision yes um yes. 
there's I've been a couple of minor moments of that sort of throughout it anyway um where like uh just before he wakes up from the surgery of getting stem initially you actually hear um his wife say yes. his name yes. um, and now it comes up sort of again where um you get to see her very briefly and then stem reactivates just mm-hmm. as fisk comes back in the door yes. and obviously because gray's lying on the ground when fisk comes in fisk actually makes the horrible kick down joke of um last time i saw you were lying on the ground as well yeah um which is just you oh, how bad oh god yeah is. he's just like, a, an arsehole he's just so. a horrible person um stem kicks back in right at this moment um where he actually like when gray asks if he's there um you just hear the little voice go it's good to be back and then yes. he like does this mad cart like backflip cartwheel out the door yeah (laughs) it's it's a bit nuts but yeah it's it's good fun um and then he runs away um, yeah so then it's a sort of a runaway scene you've got fisk's other guy chasing gray up a set of ladders to the top of the building yeah um and there's the great scene which you love yeah well i think just a little bit because uh, the vessel guys start coming in as well and fisk shoots them um, as you said said. oh yeah yeah yeah. i was saying looks at them through the wall and then uh, shoots Get shot arms. Um, yeah. The other hench guy runs up chasing Gray as he's robot running from floor to floor mm-hmm. to the roof, um, and he gets cornered on the top of the roof by this last thug. Um, Stem insists that he takes over. He needs to end it quickly, and he says, "How are you going to do that? Like this?" <laughs> and just in like one two seconds flat, just kills the guy. Um, just breaks his arm in half. So obviously he's got an arm gun and just shoots him in the face. And this is a great head explosion. Um, probably one of the best head explosions I've seen for a while. Um, it's up there with like Brawl and Cell Block 99 um, <laughs> for like good head explosions in yeah. movies. But so, yeah, so that's one of them eliminated and straight away Grey leaves to yeah. get out of the situation. Fisk finds obviously his partner with his head exploded. Um, <laughs> Grey goes straight away home and gets in the door and you realise that his mum's standing there. Mm. So straight away his mum knows he can move and she wants to find out what the hell is going on. Yeah. Um, and so Grey tells him everything. This flips then back to Aaron's house with his cloud. Yeah, and it's raining, like, uh, pro- like properly which, sad. Yeah, so I, I don't know if it, it works on emotions, how this cloud works, but obviously Aaron's really upset and angry that he's lost this bit of technology. Yeah. Um, and Grey's managed to get it hacked and it's taken over. And... So he's really sad and upset, and this cloud is raining yeah. at the same time. I think it's just great. It's just a great little little scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So then the police are coming back to see Gray about the bar killing. Mm-hmm. They've found his wheelchair, and they're yeah. like, "Look, this is two scenes of a crime that you've been at. We know you've been at. Like, what the hell is going on?" Um, Gray tries to make excuses to say that no, he was just like looking for these people. And they jumped. They yeah, he got beaten up. They took his wheelchair and he managed to get someone to put him in a taxi. But you can tell that the police officer's not too sure. Yeah. But he's like, look, what do Check you think? Check my phone records. What do you think I've done? Like, do you think I've honestly shot him? Like, what does he say? Stab me to check? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, basically, they can't do it. And the police are sort of like, well, you could have got someone else to do it. And he's like, yeah. well, check my phone records. records um stem uh, during these because i think there's two moments where he has to sort of meet with a police officer and she's suspic- suspicious of them um where like stem helps him lie every time like once again sort of just like being the most helpful endearing tool yes. you could possibly have to like help you in your crusade kind of thing um and even at this moment as well he's doing the exact same thing um she plants a bug in gray's jacket at this mm-hmm. point as well very discreetly um and then just kind of 
offers up and says, all right, whatever, and then leaves. So Gray, at this point, wants to give it up. And he's just like, I can't keep doing this. Like, it's getting too much. Nothing's going to end well. Like, we should just leave it. And this is where you find out that the hacker is obviously removed a lot of things from STEM and now STEM has autonomy. Yes. So STEM doesn't have to listen to Gray anymore. He can take over whenever he likes. And this is where you see sort of the other side of STEM. Yeah. Maybe it's not the original STEM. Maybe it's not what Aaron created. Maybe this is to do with the hacking of it. Yeah. Um, But this is what STEM is now turned into. So STEM is like, no, we're going. Yeah. Like We're going to finish what we started. We're going to finish what we started. So STEM takes over... Gray's mum is obviously it's like, like please, please don't go and Gray's like I can't like yeah I can't and because even just before that when he just sort of arrived back home and um his mother sort of found him being able to walk and stuff um she says you know this is actually fantastic and she actually says now you can start living your life yes. again um so it's just I, like that's probably the last nail of like the humanity going into the coffin <laughs> um at this point um just as we're sort of getting into the third act like it's a horrible sign of things to come yes um and you know it works it it because again she's a good it's a good performance from her even though she's not in the movie much but it helps yeah. you sell on the human aspect yes yeah. um and he just sort of ends up walking out of the house like you know not able not to control choice, his body yeah, yeah. Just, so gets in the car goes obviously the police officers listening to him and following him yeah this is where gray finds the device that's been planted and is shocked that stem couldn't actually realize it and you find out it's another device yeah that's it's not it's got any digital parts yeah it's got no digital parts so stem can't do can't track it, it or yeah. anything so Grey gets rid of the listening device and you see the police officer follow him so you realise at this point that the officer and Grey are kind of similar Um, the officer has an older car yeah. she doesn't have there's another element where Grey says can't you just stop her car Yeah. and Stem's like well no it's a, it's a manual car it's a, yeah. Um, I can't do anything to stop that so you realise that the officer is in the same sort of as Grey was yeah. before doesn't like new technology. Well, I think it's still a police car, but even I guess yeah, the police don't have yeah. future, super futuristic. Well, I don't cars know if they, they all might, but she yeah, seems was, to because yeah. she comes to see his cars as well. And she and says, says she wants she's a new one, yeah, an older one. So and once yeah. again, like cementing the whole thing where it's like you know, um, with, as this sort of car chase is sort of getting underway, um, Stem says that he can't sort of he can't even drive the car. Um, yes. because like you know it's not, it's not it's a man, yeah. to which Grace says it's fine I'll drive and yeah. even even at this stage in the movie we're still doing it like we're still, still we're still giving the yeah. relationship a back and forth yeah. where it's like one can't work without yeah. the other kind of thing and I think Grace realised that he can't physically do anything so yeah. he's just going to have to go over him, like, with like whatever's happening like yeah. he has no choice in the matter anymore yeah. car chase just ensues yeah car chase and then you've got Stem manages to take over one of the yeah, another the car new age the cars road. to stop stop that and then starts reversing that car so it crashes into the police car. Yeah. Um and Grey can get away. And then it takes you to Fisk's building or Fisk's It's just a ra- I always or a random even building, as yeah. we watched that, um again this is like half a dozen at the time I've watched it now. I still just think it's just really weird that for the last bit it's just we're suddenly in a warehouse yes it feels a little bit cheapo but it's fine i don't yeah. really care it's, so a, you see, it's a final fight yeah fisk walk into this building and gray is there um and you have a lot of talking where you sort of realize that fisk sees himself as a higher being yeah or a higher technical technological being um whether it be because the implants he says that he has 
he was part of the military as well. Yeah, he was. So took, a, took some shrapnel from my country. Yes, they were, and then they ended up testing. This is where they've added all the elements. Yeah. So I think Fisk is quite has a hatred towards having it done, but now that he has it done, he thinks that he he's better. He's better than well, all he, he offers, and as all villains do, he offers great opportunity to work with him, yeah. and basically saying, um. You know, this is I made this race it's my race at uh, the upgraded um yep. roll credits, um, <laughs> but um you know he does have that sort of and he the way he sort of asks or tells Gray to come and join him is um kind of that way where it's like I'm inducting you like yes. you know it's me that's letting you into this exclusive club you yeah. know I just needed you to sort of be yes. you how you are first yeah and he says that we are the same yeah um like you're upgraded now and obviously Gray is like we're not we're not the same um. And then you start finding out what actually happens with the beginning scene and with yeah. the fight. So he's, they think he thinks that the job was to kill his wife. Yeah. But Fisk tells him the job was you. It wasn't yeah. anything to do with your wife. Your wife was just killed in the process for money. I think he says it was for extra cash. Um, so that you get this back and forth. Obviously, Grey is angry, but he realises that this was all about him yeah and this was to get him in the position he is now yeah um still don't quite know all of the story yet but we don't really it doesn't occur at that point that yes. there's anything more to learn really no. um and then when he takes um fisk's phone and um, he realizes that aaron actually called fisk to say one. that gray's coming to kill us at any moment so we know that the hit was put out on gray by aaron, aaron. himself so it was all from theirs all along so you have fisk tell the Fisk and Grey fight which is the only fight you get that is sort of at the same level yeah um, like I have a lot of problems can... with this one fight I mean it's not I wouldn't say it's the best in the it's film not. But, um, it still has its moments but but yeah you have Fisk obviously is quite ahead as well so mm. he can tell the fights and stuff and he says to Grey don't let your emotions get involved yeah. like this is what is holding you back yeah um, what are your problems with this fight like? um, it's just very choppy um, yes. whereas you know there's still cuts in all the other fights but it's very it feels like a sort of a taken two or a taken three or whichever mm. that one is where he jumps over the fence in like 18 cuts um, and this one is a little bit too fast yeah. it has the robo camera thing again so like it still looks kind of good but it also cuts too much to be yeah, hard to really follow yeah. there are moments where you get a little bit of clarity here and there and the fight choreography is still good um, but it just happens to kind of be the weakest one out of all the little fight scenes in the movie. Yes. Um, even just like the little car chase that preceded it. Like, I get it, it's on a low budget, they're not doing anything crazy, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But it's also like a relatively simple car chase that takes maybe just a yeah. little bit too long. Yes. Um, yes. And it's the same the sort of fight scene as well, although it's still yeah. good. But it's still, it's still quite short. Yeah. They, they get done quite, pretty fast. And after he says about his emotions, this is when Grey uses Fisk's emotions against him. Yes. Um, to get him riled up. Yeah, so that, to strike the killing blow so he can kill um, so we get rid of Fisk well it's interesting that um, when they sort of tire down towards the end of that fight um, Stem says that he's used up all tactical options um, and that he needs Grey to find the the gap to take the attack yes. in and you know Fisk has pretty much got Grey beat sort of towards the end and as you say it's when Grey starts sort of emotionally manipulating Fisk in order to get the opening but it's interesting that at the very end when it kind of counts the most for you know the person that shot and killed your wife is that it was more it was definitely Grey that killed him 
mm-hmm. more than Stem, Stem killed everybody else. Yes, um, more but Bray that. killed Fisk. Uh, yes. He had the opening there, and he had that. Like you know, you could say that you know, with the amount of control that Stem has over his body at this point, that Stem kind of allowed him control of his body to do it, um, which is quite tragic. Um, but you know. Yes. Yeah, I do agree with that. It's hundred percent. So you find out it's it was Aaron all along, yeah. and so straight away Gray knows. Yeah. What he's got to do yeah so it cuts back to aaron's house yeah and it's finale time at aaron's yeah. house so um you've got aaron obviously in big fear to for it because he knows what's coming yeah he, he tries to have obviously people to protect him but straight away as soon as gray comes in the door yeah. he shoots, he shoots down. like two of his cards two of his cards yeah. straight gray away. doesn't look actually um no. gray's looking down the entire time um but again just like it's the little touches that yeah. just sort of help make you know the whole experience feel yeah real. aaron's realized what's happening like his, his whole work is turned against him this yeah. is this is the only reason gray is coming after him is because he has stem embedded in him yeah. really so we have and then the officer turns up so it's between these three people in the finale you've got aaron you've got stem and gray and you've got the police officer yeah police officers trying to get Grey to have a moral yeah. in, and stop doing what he's doing yeah. um, but Grey's trying to explain that he no, no longer yeah. has control it is, it's Stem that has taken over and then you see Grey trying to fight Stem yeah, to get control Yeah, he like, stabs back. himself in the hand yes. um, to sort of stop himself from doing anything um, and Stem obviously says if you, you fight me you're going to wipe yourself yeah. out um, Fragile human mind um push against me too hard it breaks is yes. what he says um and he makes it when he actually says it like that like he does have from the sort of the moment that he announces that he's got control of sort of gray's body back at his house he does even talk with just a little bit more of a tone than he had previously so you kind of almost get like evil stem there but at the moment that he says that like if you push against me you'll break it actually kind of sounds quite almost sympathetic yeah it's like, like just, it's just gentle advice almost yeah. um which plays out entirely the wrong way yeah so then you've got aaron talking about stem and he says that he hasn't run his company for years yeah. it's stem that has told him everything that he's to do and it was stem that chose gray Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Yeah. but this is the big now we can sort of finally see it because we have been sort of skirting around it but this is apparently is this is the big twist of the movie and mm-hmm. it's not like a, a big shocking twist but it makes for a nice turn because it does feel like a bit of a sting because again like I keep saying it but it is true that like midway through the movie you're so invested in Stem and Grey together, together like, yep. and you're convinced no less that like stem only has good intentions to actually help mm-hmm. um, like you know he helps him to like walk and get his life back why not like you know have this whole vendetta on thing but it was actually kind of all yeah. ploy all along and the so, seats were all there no, like, they were all so, there yeah and grey says this he says well, why would you let me go out my way and take out all these people yeah. if you knew all along it was it was you yeah and stems just what he does say i'm sure he says he wanted to help i can't remember, I can't remember. but yeah so basically it's now Grey trying to fight Stem. Yeah. But then he realises at the same time that without Stem he can't walk, he can't yeah. do anything. At the same time he doesn't want to harm this police officer. He doesn't want to cause any more harm. And I think he's just sort of done with everything now. Because yeah. he's just, he's realised what's really happened. He's already managed to like, you know, as the police officer's like, well he's killed Aaron at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he stabs Aaron in the head with like his own knife hand. hand yeah. um, and he sort of picks up a gun to shoot the police officer. But in a sort of like very... um. I don't know. Very, very dramatic reading. Um, when he's got the gun, he only just manages to move it away to avoid shooting her, and the gun goes off. 
and he says that I'm not I'm in control like, you know that one final come on just one more I, I yeah. swear I am um, and then uh, he puts the gun to his own head well own neck, neck um, his yeah. own neck and shoots himself hard cut to black and then we wake up in a hospital and oh I'm going to be sick <laughs> yeah. uh, wake up in a hospital um, and it sort of flashes back to after the first sort yeah. of scene well he asks he says Stem's name first yes and we realise that Stem, Stem he, must have, he must have done it he must, he must have, have somehow it, yeah. shot Stem out of his neck and yeah. you kind of feel relief for a second yes. you know and, and then, then the wife comes around the corner. Then his wife comes round, and then you sort of think, "Oh God, has it all been a dream? A dream, or is?" And she says, obviously, that he's been out. And there an there was an accident. Um, they had an accident, and he's been we, we sleep for a couple, for a couple, of, days. couple of days. So you think, "Oh God, is it all? It's all been a dream, like yeah. it's all been sort of fake, and it's all sort of happy." He gets to kiss his wife again, yeah. hold his wife, and you see him finally feel complete and happy again. There's yeah. no more stem. He can yeah. move. Like, you know, and then hard cut back to Gray's face in actual reality, um, where he doesn't even say first. I shouldn't even say it's Gray. Um, the police officer says it's no longer Gray. Yeah, stem. The, yeah, and he says, um, "What is it? Yeah, um, Gray's not here anymore." <laughs> um, he, he pushed. Oh, it's the police. The, the police officer asks. Yeah. Because it's him taking over, and he says Gray's not here anymore. He pushed his mind, and I broke it, or something. Yeah. Um, and he's taken over. Um he's fully upgraded you know that was the plan all along he said obviously why couldn't he have been implanted in any of the other sort of cybernetic people that have been running around but he says that he needs to be a pure specimen and he is now he's something more than human genuinely he's upgraded yes. um you know the mind of an absolute supercomputer and the body of a human being that can do so much more than the average normal yes. human being yes. can do cybernetics or not you know and then um, it hits you that obviously agrees yeah he uh, shoots the police officer and then um, it's it's a nice even back and forth cutting sort of from this point until the credits where you sort of get to see the glimpses of Grey and his like dream world with his wife and he's happy again and then Grey stem in real life yes. walking out into the world to fuck it up kind of yeah. thing it's um it's a really it's yes. a it's a hard ending like yeah I mean you you sort of have to think as well is it is it better for Grey is yeah. Grey happier where he is now yeah. even though it isn't real yeah it's kind of what he wanted of course so. and again like you know good writing like the whole thing's like foreshadowed relatively well mm -hmm. with like just nice touches of dialogue like you know looking for the off switch mm -hmm. or um you know you know a fake world's more um, yes. free than the less painful yes, than the real one. Little. And just the little touches that just make it like it's a real sting by the end because you kind of always seen it coming like mm -hmm. and you're kind of also like again like the twist's not like a massive shocker but it's enough to kind of make you think that I was really on the wrong side the whole time yeah. kind of thing, um, and again the more you watch it you know you notice these little things these little sort of touches and flourishes um, and just why it's just such an all round entertaining movie like mm -hmm. you know I've that's you've watched it three times I've watched yeah. it like half a dozen times it is, it's um, great like it's, it's just a, a really it's a fun really good movie film. as I say like I there, there's the Blade Runner vibes there yeah. like the the questions of yeah. humanity and especially by the end and when STEM takes over um, but no it's really good um, it's a great movie. it's a it's a very well directed film and I think it that's is. why we've chose these two and we intentionally chose these two because Upgrade was a lot less known it wasn't advertised as much at least i don't know um, i don't know what the well, release was like over here. in america it might have been different but it, it definitely wasn't it's still one of those ones not a lot of people talk about yeah. as much but then you have the director directing the most recent film which we'll be talking about in the next episode yeah. um the invisible man 
was massively advertised yeah. across here. Um, it was an actual blockbuster. Yes. Yeah. Um, obviously, being part, well, was going to be part of the Dark Universe is, an, um, is a famous story in yeah. itself. Um, you've got something a lot bigger. So yeah. it's sort of seeing what you can do going from something like Upgrade, which is an amazing film in itself, mm-hmm. and being allowed to do this famous story yeah. that is going to be a big blockbuster film. Yeah. Um, it's exciting. Um, like, you know, even just from this one feature, like, he's a perfectly, perfectly good talent. You know, yes. he's, he's, especially because he wrote it and he wrote both of them as well. Um, the writing's good. Like, it's an, I can, I said it, but it's an economical movie. Yes. Um, very just, well. There's no, as I say, there's no waffle in it. No, there's, it just cuts to the point yes. all the time. And it's just really well paced. And, you know, I get, I always recommend this movie to people. And a lot of people say that the hardest part is actually getting past the first half hour because it's so sad yeah. which is true but i mean it's just like literally just wait 10 more minutes like yeah. if you have not too long it's yeah like, you know, 40 it's... minutes is enough to give if you don't like the first 40 minutes turn it off but yes. honestly like it, it, it's, it's a it. very rewarding movie yes. um and it's needed yeah the first bit is is needed for the the storyline absolutely and it's it's just all around just a really good fun movie and i think it speaks to a whole sort of extra world now where like you know we don't see them very often they are kind of there here and there but like middle shelf movies mm-hmm. kind of like you know like relatively low budgets but not like super indie or anything and they sort of come out in some theaters like you know i think when i recommend this movie to people i sort of say it's kind of similar to something like dread yes um which is kind of the same thing dread's a great movie but it's a good middle shelf movie it was like sort of a blockbuster but kind of not because mm-hmm. it was still on the cheap side yeah. and it's got a nice good cult following and stuff yes. now you know that kind of movie just fun underwater yeah. as well kind of the yeah. same thing just like you know. yeah i mean a lot of people i know that when we speak about this obviously speak about the raid yeah um as a sort of action film that has now got a very sort of cult mm-hmm. cult background around it as being this amazing which it is an amazing uh, martial arts movie um and you've obviously got an upgrade is an amazing yeah. stunt action movie but yeah an incredible film um, especially for something not very well known no of course um, would highly recommend <laughs> like absolutely it's a great yeah film. never get sick of seeing it um, yeah so yeah well in the next episode we'll talk about the difference between going from upgrade to something like the invisible man which yeah. is a completely completely different yeah there's definitely a lot there's a lot of contrast to be made um, yes his whether or not he has a style i guess we'll find out when we talk about the second yes. one um you know whether it be in his writing or like you know how he actually makes the movies um but it's, in- it's definitely an interesting take nonetheless um so yeah 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 so if you tune in next time and yeah. we'll talk to you again then fantastic see you then